Hello, everyone, and welcome to Seed Partners Podcast. Seed Partners Podcast is brought to you by the color orange. Yep, which rhymes with door hinge. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> <laughs> I've never like known the that first before. thing that popped into my mind. Are you you're you're sitting here looking at me dead in the face saying I said the word orange and you immediately thought of a word that rhymed with it? Orange rhymes with door hinge. That's the whole thing, right? Like Eminem, this is a great start. Eminem <laughs> was like I'm the only man that can rhyme with door orange. I almost said door hinge. <laughs> <laughs> Who can rhyme with dorange? I mean <laughs> He's not the only Eminem. I, oh, my God. I'm a master of rhyming. You're a master of of, of a, you know, so many things. You really are a master <laughs> of so many things. I'm trying really hard to take moments not to just destroy other people for no reason. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I think it's mostly because Lexi's been talking to me about it. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. like, hey, you know, whenever we have our kid, you just need to watch what you say so that they don't end <laughs> up being, I'm guessing, like, like you. you. Yeah, that's what I think she's trying to... <laughs> like I don't want this to happen so you need to get you need to tone it down um but you know speaking of children this is kind of crazy uh we have an amazing guest today and I'm we really sure do. super stoked about uh having her on the podcast it's somebody that I've wanted to have on even if she didn't happen to be in the show with us I would enjoy having her here to talk to yes um it's also kind of cool because she knew me whenever I was probably looked at more like an adult and she was like a child, which is kind of crazy that now she's also a human. Um, I mean, she was always a human. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the things that, like, you know, it's really great that when we have our guests on, we basically say, you can't talk until we introduce you. <laughs> so we can just like, say whatever. You just say whatever we want. Um, but I'm super, super happy to have her on this podcast because knowing what I know about her, she is an amazing human being. Mm -hmm. She is such a great supporter of the arts, and it is it, like insanely talented actress yes. and singer um, who holds the award in Lexi's eyes and pretty much ours too for the best audition that we have ever seen in the formation of our company. That's fair. Um, so I'll put that out there into the universe. And after that, we can now introduce <laughs> Sarah Catherine Laborde. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Scene Partners Podcast, something that we dreamed up in the middle of COVID, and now here you are. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I think so I've listened to every episode, <laughs> no. so it's really oh. cool to be in the room where it happens. I know. See how oh everything God. gets done. Music theater reference. That was really nice. Nice. Thank that you. That's nice. a deep cut. Um I, it's, mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> it is it is really really cool to be to a place where we get to have guests which is really awesome because it's so neat to be able to hear other people's perspectives and i know that it's probably time that our listeners get to hear other people's perspectives yes we've had many people say you should have more guests you should keep doing the guests i'm gonna give you a subtle hint here <laughs> or just like always have Lexi on. That's yeah. what I, we heard the, that a lot after she was on. She was mm. like, "Can you just maybe she should be there forever?" It was a know? wonderful episode. She's so awesome. Ten out of ten. I mean, I mean, I love her to be to to pieces. To pieces. <laughs> I was gonna say to bits, <laughs> and then I thought, "No, don't say bits." It's I heard more three bits. thoughts happening at the <laughs> same time. I just have everybody to has a porky pig. Everybody has a porky the pig moment. I kid you not. On the back of my shirt, I have the Looney Tunes. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. What Maybe yeah. that's where that came from. Mm -hmm. So, Sarah Catherine, I met you whenever I actually don't know how old you are, and this is a strange thing. Is is 
like the older that I've gotten is all, all children seem to be the same age. Everybody is 10. Like everybody's like between yeah. eight and 10 years old. That's the way that I see. I think that's a weird thing because child. like when you meet someone, they're like frozen at that age. Yes. Forever. And it's also odd too, because Sarah Catherine's younger sister looks exactly like her. That is the biggest compliment. Thank you so very much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're both incredibly beautiful, of course, but it's so strange. Stop so when it. I came, actually, when I came back from like back to Alexandria, I walked, I don't, I don't even know what show it was or where I was, but Emma Grace was in the room and I legit was like, oh, look, Sarah Catherine's here. <laughs> I just, because she was at that age when I last saw you and it was just so strange. And then your mom was like, that's, um, that's the last one. That's Emma Grace. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I bet this happens all the time. She's like, it's crazy. They do look so much alike. But anyway. It was weird. So when I left, you were, or when I first met you, you were a child. And even then, you were an amazing performer. I mean, I like to think I was one of those kids. Yeah. So thank you for saying that. I mean, you were one of those kids. I you feel like I need to do the... a blanket apology for anybody who met or interacted with me before I was ten years old. Oh, that's <laughs> like absolutely it was not true. You were so you were just so amazing, and I think that you know, it's I I, I think about like our friends or kids that I've known through time now, just with the um with the you know approaching child in my life <laughs> like coming i was trying to think of the best way to say that i was going to say i'm really glad you said approaching and not encroaching <laughs> the preemptive strike of a child into our into our life but um and i think about the kids that i would like her to be like and you like if she if our, we had a child that was like you as a child i would be so happy say that you're gonna make me cry we're not even five minutes into this well, <laughs> well it's just because you were so like when i think back to you as a kid you were so like you knew what you wanted and you were like very like this is the way that i want it to be and i'm not afraid to tell you my opinion and i think that's so awesome just that this you because felt i bullied that, you <laughs> you didn't bully me i mean I, you did make me i will never forget it but um you, i will never you forget didn't bully, no, no no i remember I, no i will never forget you, it. you, bullied for me. Life. you were just like i was like hey do you like this and you're like it could be better you should probably and i was like you're right it actually you're you are right i was thinking it's good enough for a 10 year old and you're like this is not good enough it period. was dog makeup <laughs> he, was, he was painting my face to look like a dog Oh. That's how Cody and I met. It's not totally untrue. That's not totally untrue. It is kind of how Chris and I met. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so it's it's just, you just were okay and like confident enough to express your opinions about things, which is huge, like for a child to have that sort of confidence in, in themselves and their opinions and to also be able to speak that to people that, you know, are older than them without being like afraid, which is huge. That is just like such a cool Mm -hmm. cool thing and you know I, mean, I think that's just you have such great parents i'm just going to tell you everything about your life you have <laughs> awesome parents oh i definitely agree and like when i think about your mom she's also just one of those supremely like just like awesome strong women that just like have done insane oh gosh, things yes. with their life and she has just been like a little bit a part of everything and she just and just that little bit she does she succeeds so so like I so always bigly, say, you know, yeah. so bigly, yep. a bigly succeeder mm -hmm. of things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And quotes. Not <laughs> bailing you out of that one. No, I don't want you to. It stays. I said it on purpose. <laughs> I said it on purpose. No, I do have to say, 
I always say that if I could be half the person that my mom is, I would succeed immensely in this world. Oh, how awesome. But I mean, you, you can't, sh- you, that is, it, and that is true. I mean, your mom is amazing, but you have already succeeded. So, I mean, when I think about myself, you told, you said earlier that you're 24. I'm just telling everyone that you're 24. When I was 24, I cannot speak the things that I was doing. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Not on record. Yeah. Especially because like you said, you know, one day our kid might actually care enough to listen to all these episodes. And I was like, "Ah, that's doubtful. No, (laughs) no, that's doubtful. There's been a lot of, but I mean, just, just, I mean, you have already gotten to a place like just that I see anyway, like you really, from the outside looking in, you really got your stuff together. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm so glad it looks like the that. The Instagram version of your life. Oh, the highlight reel is great. The highlight, the highlight reel, reel is amazing. is really legit. It's but really that's awesome. that's like everybody. I think everybody thinks like from the outside, they don't have it all together and they see other yeah. people doing things and like and I, I'm the same way I like look at you like directing the show and I'm like terrified for the next thing down the pipeline <laughs> and then I look at the both of for us for your approaching baby yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 which is literally a train <laughs> yes it's like chugging down the yeah, tracks to leave the station um, and then I look at the both of us and then look at her and think we know nothing in life yeah, we knew nothing I have failed I definitely didn't know anything <laughs> at 24 oh my gosh no I didn't know anything at 24 I was still in school at 24 <laughs> I wasn't, I can't, I can't relate. <laughs> well, I transferred, I transferred, so I was still there. I trying was, to do math to see one. if I was in school at 24. No, I had just graduated. Because you're, yes. you're like, you're fresh. You're a fresh human being I into am. the world. I am, I'm new, guys. You it's are fun. new. Welcome to the, the world of homo sapiens. Yeah, you're like, how do you exist in the world without classes? I mean, it's just kind of, but I feel like, I, I don't know. You oh, had such oh, an interesting... oh, oh, because you have a fresh perspective on this. Is it weird for the first time? Like you don't have homework when you come home. Cody doesn't know because he has homework. Yeah, now. I have homework all the time. <laughs> uh, it's a little weird, but very welcome. Yeah. But what I've... is this free time? Oh, it, well, I still don't know what free time is because obviously I'm in shows. Yeah, and all fair, that fun fair, stuff. fair. So still no clue what that you means. You replaced but... the extra time that you would spend studying with doing a show and studying. Yes. And yeah. uh, among other things. Yeah, and like all the other things that you do because you're a part of so many things. I am. Young <laughs> what 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 was what the the young professionals? The young professionals group of Sinla. So I'm YPG. so glad that you said it because I was just about to say something so different than what that was. I was about like <laughs> young entrepreneurs on the rise. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Watch out guys, Cody's starting a new group. <laughs> Your are um, we still young? Yeah, no, we're not. We're not. We're not. We, we couldn't. We wouldn't fit in. Yes, you are. We are. Yes, y'all are a hundred percent welcome to come. Are you serious? Yes. We could be involved in something with the word "young" in it. <laughs> like, that is insane to me. Yes. We're a young theater group. Uh, yeah, sure are. <laughs> <laughs> it feels that way, and, it, and it's our third year, fourth year. I don't even know anymore. Um, it doesn't matter. But you're involved in so many things. So you're in the young um, professionals of Sin Law Group, which Sin Law is like an abbreviation for Central Louisiana. And what? I don't even know what that is, honestly. I'm going to be honest. Like, what does that mean? So uh, it's basically, it's a branch of the Chamber of Commerce. So, oh, see, I yes. didn't know that. Yes. So it, it's all about creating a platform for young people in the area, whether you're fresh into the area or whether if, you're if you've grown up human. here. You know, it, it's just, it's a way to network and meet and connect with new people, but it's designed to be a way to recruit and retain new talent in the area. But that's awesome because, I mean, really, I, from an outsider looking in anyway, Alexandria, like our, the where we do a lot of our yeah, shows yeah. Um, and where this group is, it could be 
like from an outsider coming into the community could be a little bit difficult, I feel like, to be able to break in because yes. it is this like it feels very um, like maybe not on purpose, but very inclusive. And it's like kind of hard to break into these circles that have, of these people that have known each other for so long. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if necessarily that's a, a problem for all communities, like small communities. But right. I do see it like as far as my like some friends that I have met along the way that have moved into Alexandria. Right. It's just so hard to find your group. Well, yes, but also I would like to combat that. So Ooh, I'm down. A big, a big thing that a lot of people Hold said, his and feet to I the fire. say this all the time. It's like I have said this in the past, you know, like there, oh, there's nothing to do here. There's nothing to do here. There's a lot there's of so opportunity much. here if you're willing to look for it. Nothing yeah. will fall into your lap. You have to go out. You have to search mm -hmm. and seek out those connections with yes, people. And that's what do. YPG is for. So we have social events. We've got professional mm -hmm. development lunches. Like, well, we yeah, like y'all came and the saw To Kill a Mockingbird, I think. Y'all had like yes. a YPG night. Yes. Um, so, and, and, you know, we go out to Huckleberry every now and then, like just to hang out and just to provide that community for people. Yeah. Um, so that's I've so really huge. I mean, I, I, that kind of, that, that's one of the reasons why I look at theater. I mean, that's my social event in a sense. You know, it's like that's mm -hmm. where I hang out with all of my friends. That's yeah. where all my friends are involved in. Um, because it does take up a whole lot of time. So it's kind of like, these are my people. I yeah. only have the time to see you. Um, but that is just so, that's such a great resource that our community has. I mean, that is huge that that is even there for people to be able to reach out and, and like meet new people that yeah. they wouldn't necessarily meet before. Right. I've met so many new people that, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I've grown up here. I've been here minus the four years I was away at college or four and a half, um, Four and a half. <laughs> Overachiever. Okay, I was in Houston. <laughs> I was in Houston for a little blip. A blip. <laughs> a little blip. I feel like that was a big blip. That was like you scored a pretty huge internship. I'm not just like gonna pat you on the back. You did <laughs> you did score a pretty huge internship, so that makes sense. It was it was a good time. I learned a lot. I mean, scoring a huge internship, being homecoming queen, there's a whole lot of things. I mean, you're you gonna just bring like, that up. Oh my gosh, you're like I'm so embarrassed. Always. I'm so accomplished. How dare you bring up all of these things. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but I mean, I just, I'm so impressed with you. I mean, even seeing you as a child, I, you, and I think anybody who would have met you would have known like, okay, that, that kid is clearly going to just like skyrocket and they're just going to do so many awesome things. And what I don't understand is how you can be so like smart and put together outside looking in, um, <laughs> put together and like, doing all these amazing things and involved in so many things and yet still be so dedicated and talented as far as theater is concerned. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a like blow smoker. I know it like probably feels that way, but like I'm not blowing smoke in any sort of direction when no, I no, say that like, he's not when it are, comes to the stage, like yeah, <laughs> I gotta not. say he's, he's very honest and brutal. But like, and I, and I'm, Everybody in this show and in, in that we're doing right now on Little Women is so talented. But like you're the, the second that you came in, I mean, I hadn't seen you perform really, I think, since you were a kid. <laughs> and then I saw you in uh, like audition for us and was like, my God, this girl. And I saw you in a show, too. Um, well, she grew up. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you did grow up. I do want to say you stole that show. I mean, you just like, no, no, I can so, say that I saw that so show. Good. It you're was just, so good. You're so talented. And just Thank like, you. 
your your Don't ability. Don't see me behind the the flats, looking at my script before walking on, desperately trying to remember everything. Yeah, we spoke in paragraphs. It doesn't. It but that doesn't even matter because it's like it's all about what we see as the audience. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, and the fact that you would be like that, you would care enough to even look. I mean, that that's that's what I think I've been so impressed with throughout this experience of Little Women is watching your personal process and seeing your like your dedication to the actual material and giving life to things that aren't like, I would not, I would be like, Oh, okay. Well, you could just like graze over that. But you as an actor is are you're willing to like research it enough to be like, okay, I could do like this. And this is why my character feels this way. And yeah, that's something that you really see more in the professional world. I find with like people who have, you know, dedicated their lives to this thing right. and, and they're like, okay, this is what I'm expected to do. But mostly on a community level, it's it's more or less like I feel like as a director anyway that directs on a community level is is like, okay, you you kind of like hope that people do this. But if not, you're there to also help them push them in that direction yes. because they also have jobs and you have all the jobs and <laughs> you have all the organizations and <laughs> yeah. clubs that you're a part of and all that stuff. And you're still like able to dedicate that time and that's just i mean i don't know I'm well just... it also helps whenever you have three months to prep before starting <laughs> rehearsals you're welcome i remember it was i was texting Devin, and i think i was also talking to chris and i was just like why can't we start right now like i'm so ready to start what was he thinking doing all this and it actually really did pay off i the think anticipation in the yeah. long run so we were all excited to start the process but no, and there's a big following with this show, like whether mm -hmm. you really enjoy the book, whether you've watched the play version, whether you've watched the musical, a lot of people know the story. Or the like four movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forget. Or oh, the TV show. Like you literally know. throughout time, starting yeah. in like the 40s or 50s yeah. or something. So I, I feel like there's kind of that expectation where you kind of have to deliver more mm -hmm. than something else that might be a little bit more obscure. Um but also there's so much source material to look at. And yeah. I will say it right now. I did not read the book. I was not that dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did it not is do that. a long book, which is why I think it's really funny that the Professor Bear line, whenever he says the thing to um, to Joe, whenever he's like, hey, he's going to publish your book. The the comments were that it's a bit long because it, it is, is so yeah. long. It is so yeah. long. It is yes. so long. But, you know, with that in mind, trying to condense down that I don't know how many hundred page book mm -hmm. into a book for a musical theater production is yeah. insane. So every single word, everything, or at least in my perspective, every word that you say has to have like some deeper meaning to it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like you have to take just the the best parts of the book or the most important, the most consequential. Mm -hmm. So it's like taking it kind of step by step so for me it was like okay what are the first things that you learn about meg well she works yeah. she's a governess mm -hmm. she doesn't like to do it but she has to do she's it the and she'd rather be out meeting a handsome guy yeah. meeting <laughs> eligible people um so it's like it kind of digging in deeper like what does that mean like why is she working oh because the family's poor that's because the that's, dad vanished yeah, yeah it's like that's really not usually the case so she's already kind of atypical mm -hmm. in that way um and then you know I was, I was reading something the other day and I was like, you know, the March family is very much March the beat of their own drum. No pun yeah, intended. That's awesome. But on the flip side of that, I'm really kind of sad that I didn't about... think about that already. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's our next Instagram campaign. Uh, marching <laughs> to the beat of their own drum by Sarah Catherine. <laughs> no, but so and Meg is kind of the one who really accepts her role in society and like wants to embrace it and wants to be like what society expects of her. And I think part of it is her family situation 
is hindering her from doing that a little bit. Well, I'm curious if you think, um, yes. is she doing this because for, for the betterment of herself or the betterment of her family? Like, is she doing it in like rebellion almost of where her family is? Or is she feel this sense of responsibility because she, her family was well to do. We, we could probably say it like that. Like mm -hmm. they had, you know, back in those days, I guess what you would refer as uh, a good monthly stipend and the father squandered the money essentially. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they're left with nothing. So they actually kind of started out wealthy. Right. Yeah. And then he put them into this situation. Mm -hmm. So she would have as the oldest gotten a taste of that, seeing the balls and the stuff, you know, I mean, right. The dress that Joe wears was one of her mother's because her mother was a what from a well-to-do family. And so I'm just curious, do you think that she is doing it more like centered for herself or is it more like, oh, I'm doing this, you know, to rise my family up? Right. I mean, I guess it I could think, be both, but. I mean, obviously there's always mixed emotions. There's always layers in everything that you experience. You, mm -hmm. Nothing is ever like just one thing, yeah. you know, um, and that's just our experience as humans. Yeah. It's not black or white. Of course. But I think putting myself in Meg's shoes, um, growing up with Marmy as somebody that she sees all the time, constantly giving, constantly mm -hmm. like looking for how she can help others. Like Marmy is off knitting socks for soldiers. Like that yeah, is what like she's your mom. doing. <laughs> she's literally your mother. Like we already, already talked about this. Yeah. This is Missy Laborde. Oh my gosh. No, but A so part of every organization. <laughs> Clothing everyone and feeding everyone and helping the arts. The mother to us all. Yes, she is the mother of Alexander. Um, oh God, she's going to love this Sorry. podcast. <laughs> she's going to be like, I'm Mama Alex. Yes, I am. So she's going to be like, I'm so mortified. That you guys exactly. Me. I can't believe y'all talked about me that much. No, but so, you know, I think Meg growing up in that household, she's kind of looking for ways she can give back yeah. a little bit. But I will, I don't know if you guys have, Understood. I don't think y'all have experienced it before, but it's the oldest daughter syndrome. Of course not. I'm the okay. young. We're both the youngest, youngest in our <laughs> Yes. Okay. So we're the youngest and we're both guys. We so we have literally only no survived. Or understanding. I, guess I, say, yeah. I have only survived by the grace of women. Like uh, my whole life have oh, like 100%, yes. literally taken care of me in every sense of the way. I've been like, I am the the poor stupid man. I know that that's been like my role as a human <laughs> that has been like helped by smarter and stronger and more responsible women and more that's, compassionate women. In oh, my yeah. case, just, I don't want to speak for your family. I mean, you know, yeah, definitely not compassionate. My God, <laughs> sorry, interrupted you. No, I love your mom. She's so compassionate. That was such a rude thing to say. I you're love in a room with two dudes, so of course we're going to talk over yeah. you. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> back to your thing not about my the, words uh, not my words not my words back to, <laughs> back to the thing about the uh the oldest daughter syndrome. oh yes so you know it's that you feel a little bit of pressure that you have to kind of be perfect you have to like be the glue that ties everything together like you mm -hmm. can't really slip up Right. At all. It's like you have these expectations that you have to meet. It's something that I've experienced. Like I put it on myself a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm the middle child, but I'm the oldest girl in my family. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it, the analogy that I like to use is, you know, like for uh, for Mother's Day, like who's the one planning it usually? It's you. It, well, no, it's not, not me. <laughs> like this is not my experience. But so it's, it's like mom. it's yeah, like the mom old plans. The, the mother's day most I mean, and so in, in the absence yeah. so <laughs> in the says, absence of the mom up, Cody, let her talk 
<laughs> so the idea behind it is, is, you know, typically mothers do a lot of the planning, a lot of the nurturing, a lot of, you know, that kind of stuff. And in the absence of the mother, the oldest daughter steps up into that role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Meg experiences that a little bit. So I think part of it is her, it's like, I don't think she wants to be a governess. That's not what she wants she to do at all. She certainly does not. No, no she's, but she's, she talks about it. Right. Yeah, she hates that But life. she's doing it to be sure that her family can at least stay afloat. Like, it's always talking about how they're ragged or like, you yeah. know, this is missing or this is not going on, but like well, trying to keep everything going. I don't think Marmy's necessarily doing anything to bring money in, you know? I mean, she's only working for charities, it seems. At least that's what I remember from the book. Mm-hmm. And she's doing that. And then they kind of seem to survive by the generous um, under the table donations of their wealthy aunt Mm -hmm. and the like small stipend that their dad gets from being a chaplain in the army. Right. And that's it. Right. And then also, I think part of that would be Joe going over Mm -hmm. and like sitting, reading, doing odd jobs around the aunt's house. But I do think it's interesting, like, you know, when you think about the March sisters the eldest sister has all, I mean, it is an immense amount of pressure that well, I mean, Meg is under. Look, and Joe gets to write and she gets to have fun. Yeah. And she is playing in her imagination and she's going to be this mm-hmm. famous writer. And, yeah. you know, which is Beth so interesting that she's and, sort of the focal character she is the focal in, that, in that story there. But I, th- yes. And, you know, Beth has her thing with staying home and she doesn't have to go anywhere because she's like a little agoraphobic and she wants to stay an innocent child and she plays with her dolls and the piano. Mm -hmm. And Amy is literally a child. Right. And that's a whole lot of pressure on that one character. Mm -hmm. And I do think, yes, because it is Joe being the central focus, I think that's why we see almost these stereotypes typical versions mm-hmm. of the you know almost like the way jane austen would write like <laughs> this yeah. person is literally pride <laughs> and this person is literally prejudiced yes never yielding i mean i think that's why like because it is a memory like you mm-hmm. see this very heightened version of those people the way that joe would have seen them mm-hmm. and so i i just find it very you know interesting because it does mirror so much people's normal experiences i think maybe that's why women connect to it so much you know it's just this absence of men essentially Mm -hmm. that have created a problem and left (laughs) and they're stuck with trying to make sense of it and yet also be gracious yeah Mm -hmm. this is very interesting i mean let me just speak on behalf of women i will (laughs) say that i'm like i'm so excited that that you speak of such reverence of this text of, of, you know, you haven't necessarily read the book, but of the script that you have in your, like all these layers that you've added on. And it just, it really comes across in your performance, not to like puff you up, but (laughs) just in such a way that you speak of the reverence of the show and the character. I really enjoy like just hearing you now. I was like, Oh, this is so great. I would love to do a deep dive with every person (laughs) all the time. I mean, it is very, it is very obvious. I think, more probably so for me because I get to sit on the outside of it and literally watch you guys work, which is such a privilege. I mean, being able to, you know, the show might be a limited amount of performances, but I've gotten to see you guys, you know, (laughs) it's kind of like being a father, I guess (laughs) you literally watch these people show up and they don't necessarily know 
but they evolve into this, you know, this thing. They mm-hmm. create this character, this almost like a child. And it's just so interesting. Everything is going to be a father-daughter reference <laughs> for me for like yeah, literally I, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's like the only be. thing that's on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's just been such a joy to watch that grow. And, the, you know, the two of you as an outsider, the two of you are scene partners because you play love interests <gasps> in the show. Scene partners. I, would, I, <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Like, layered scene partners. This is layered. And the what's crazy is but you I would, and I, I aren't scene partners. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, we're I would argue that I am partners. technically her scene partner because she is really. There's no argument. Yeah. I mean, like, because it, it, in such a way that I've tried to tell people, like, when talking about this show to people, like, I am not, like, necessarily the focal point in, in like, so many people come to see like Cody or myself, whatever. It's like, I am your scene partner. You're not my scene partner. I am your scene partner and that you are the bigger like character in the story. And that's what people should be coming to well, see. Because it's not the John Brooke story. Yes. It is how John Brooke fits, fits into, into yeah. this, this March family. But also Meg could have married better. She could have. She actually I, no doubt. probably could have. I mean, when you read the book, though, you do kind of see that she would not have made it very far in society. <laughs> yeah. Um, she she had some downfalls. There is like a scene, just so that you know, where she does get really wasted at Amy Moffat's mm-hmm. party. And that is really sad for her. And like, you know, she has a, a like she is like upset with herself for allowing herself to basically be put in a situation where she was made fun of socially. Like she gave in to society yeah, and allowed them to change who she is. And then she like got drunk because of it. And mm-hmm. then she sees John Brooke and he like is gracious and mm-hmm. helpful. But that's one of my favorite things about having the script because you have a lot more freedom than you would if you were just trying to take the book and put yeah. it on stage. Because yeah. I mean, I feel like Meg's character from what I've, the, the, Cliff note synopsis that I read of her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a working girl. I don't have all kinds of time. (laughs) Hey, you read the Cliff Notes version. That's that's I did. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You know, I feel like she's a lot more grounded in the stage production. And you were talking about how like your character's not this big to do, Chris, but I I really do think that I mean, obviously for Meg, like John Brooke is the biggest character the for her focus. he is yeah. for the way that I, i've been thinking about it in my head it's you know meg is striving to be perfect she's trying mm-hmm. just striving to live up to what all these expectations that people have of her like uh, for this for the sake of a uh, metaphor or simile whatever it is um <laughs> think, like angelica skyler in, in, in hamilton <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like and uh, angelica skyler in hamilton she's uh, has all these like lists of things she has to do these yeah. things she like literally a checklist um because all the pressure is riding on her mm-hmm. but i feel like something that meg gets that she didn't is she gets to throw the checklist out of the window like she prioritizes herself and finds the person who makes her feel like she is good enough as she is like Like she like she doesn't have to be perfect and that's why i think the song that we share is so beautiful because it's all about being more than i am Mm -hmm. and at the very end it resolves it's like with you i'm more than i am so like with john brooke meg is finally reaching that kind of domestic the two of you together making that like bigger person is yes. almost what it is. It's, yes, you know. which is kind of marriage in a yeah. nutshell. Um, you would hope. Yes, but so I was like, I think for Meg, like John Brooke is the most important character, at least for my mm-hmm. the way that I'm envisioning my character arc, which is well, and I a love, whole other thing. Well, 
But I love that, you know, the two of you in this show, the way that it is shaped as far as like the development of your of your character's love is that it is literally from it, it's not exactly first sight because John Brooke is so focused on the job in front of him, almost like the way that Meg is focused. And until he literally is forced to stop by you to like look at him, you know, like where you're like forcing him to take notice of the situation in front of him and not his work that he immediately falls in love. And I just think that's so, so cool that you literally are the one that makes it happen. It's not him because he would have literally breezed past it. He would have just flown on by. He would have kept going with his thing. But the fact that you like forced this into existence mm-hmm. was just so not, not, I guess I should say forced it into <laughs> yeah, existence. Yeah. I was like, where's he going with this? Like, just, <laughs> excuse me. You're like, okay, I'll, I'll agree because I'm trying to be gracious, but not that you like forced it, but that you are, you were the catalyst, I guess is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like you're the one, the driving force of the moment. Mm-hmm. Like if it, if without like you speaking up for something that happened, right. He would have walked on by, mm-hmm. but kind of like you as a kid, you stood up for yourself in the moment. And instead of being like, I'm just going to be quiet and let that happen and then deal with the, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that I guess I won't be able to dance anymore. <laughs> um, but that you like, we're like, no, no, no. Hey, this is your, that's mine. Like get, give it back to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was that moment of actually taking a breath and sitting in the moment and looking at each other and you two do it so beautifully where there is a moment of breath and, and like, Oh, this was all moving so fast. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've sung your praises enough in rehearsals, so there's no need for us to, <laughs> no, to, to make it public. No, 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 you can keep going. You can keep going. <laughs> but I mean, the two of you do like. I mean, it, it is a, it is a pleasure to watch people who can feel things in in real time. As far as <laughs> the invisible high five was great. Yeah, I talk about yeah. It. Um, but who who like have this sense. You know, like when you watch people perform as an as a director or even as an audience member, there's a difference between watching people perform where they're watching themselves. And then there's a there's a there's like that entity. And then there's I call that the the third eye people that are like doing things because they think it looks good. They're yeah. watching themselves perform from the outside looking in. So they do things motivated by what they want. And then there are people that literally live in the moment and feel it out depending on who is watching mm-hmm. and like, is the audience responding to this? But it's not like a thought process of like, I'm trying to look a certain way. I'm trying to create and force this moment, but letting it live in real time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think has been so, so special about the characters that you guys have built and their relationship with each other is because you guys have allowed that to change every time we do it. Mm-hmm. And that I have loved because even us like watching, you know, me and Amanda and whoever else is on the, like mo- actually most of the cast, because it's one of the joys of this production, I think is everybody just is so eager to watch everything because it's so special. I mean, mm-hmm. this is really a special show, um, but we are all watching it and we're different every day. And you guys feed off of that energy and change what you are doing in real time without even knowing it. And that is just like, that's not something that you can necessarily teach. That is just two people being watched, living in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's so special. It's so awesome. I'm just, I'm so thankful and like, <laughs> like <laughs> appreciative of, of just that, you know, you two are playing these roles. I mean, it's just so, so awesome. It's been so much fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just. I definitely didn't expect to laugh as much. 
<laughs> Me either. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. no. <laughs> it's like laughter is not the first thing you think of when not you think of show. Little Women. I mean, we not- laughed quite a bit in To Kill a Mockingbird, even. Yeah, but it yeah. was not as much as, as that. That was probably a little bit heavier mm-hmm. in every sense of the way. But we still laughed a little bit. But I think that you know that is one thing that has been so joyous is just mm-hmm. that all of the people in our show have just been so great but they're also really respectful of the moments right Mm -hmm. when it's supposed to be sweet and tender there's nobody like talking or chatting or having a thing off to the side Mm -hmm. or whatever and and in these lighthearted moments like everyone is willing to watch what is happening and then they're like important thing feeding off of the energy yeah they're they're like trying to tell the same story and i really enjoy that of the like I will admit that I didn't like walk into um, little women thinking like, I'm so excited to do this, but I'm very excited to tell the story. Well, now it's going to like live in a special place in your. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As, as as Chris, like it'll be one of these things where I don't ever want to perform it again because we can't do this thing ever again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I feel the same way. I mean, I kind of feel that way about everything that we've done except for, our two man show, which I just would like to do every time, because that's a whole other yeah. thing. And again, and we'll do it forever. You thought forever. it was going to be. <laughs> um, so I am curious because I don't want to let it pass by. Okay. So you grew up, you, you stated earlier, you grew up in Alexandria. And when you were growing up, the reason why I knew you is because of Family Playhouse and my mm-hmm. own story, which I've talked about before, but um, where I lived, I didn't grow up in Alexandria. I grew up in an, another parish outside mm-hmm. um, that didn't have any arts. And so the only way that I got any sort of artistic outlet was by driving an hour into town and doing, or an hour and 10 minutes or however long it was, um, and doing a show with uh, the production company at the time, which was Famu Playhouse, which is how you and I met each other, which mm-hmm. will always be like a very special thing for me, like oh, yeah. thinking of this company, because literally without that children's theater at the time, which was the only children's theater mm-hmm. in town, um, I would not be a theater artist, I don't think. Right. I mean, I don't know if I would have found, been able to find my way. Right. To but, this I mean, place. even beyond that, you know, I would chalk it up to say I would not be the person that I am today yeah. without the foundations and the connections that I made through working with Family Playhouse and then going on throughout. Well, and I'm so interested because you started, I mean, we were talking a little bit earlier. The reason why we started this podcast was because of arts in small communities and the importance of it and how we wanted, you know, there were no podcasts about this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, I literally looked, I mean, I was like, I, cause there are, you know, I don't know what it is about people who like to listen to podcasts. Yeah. I guess I'm just thinking like, I want to hear other people talk mm-hmm. about things that I am experiencing. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so that I don't feel alone. I guess that's what it is. So I'm like, Oh, okay. So this is what's, you know, this is how, well, they yeah, you know, it. everybody wants to have like their unique voice in, in yeah. the, the mm-hmm. podcast world where there's like tens of thousands of podcasts and mm-hmm. not hearing your own in any sort of facet. And like, I mean, it's even so interesting to me to like hear you guys not. talk about the, this family playhouse mm-hmm. experience, which I didn't have growing up. And it's so awesome that something like that existed and I didn't find it until my twenties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you guys found it at such well, an early I age. I found it without my, 
mom literally forcing me into it. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, everybody even know. has that one person she had, who pushed you into theater. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, now I, he's pushing her into theater. That's true. I am pushing my mom into theater. But I mean, even whenever I was three, when people would ask me what I wanted to be, I would say I want to be an actor. I mean, that was my whole life gearing up for that. And I just performed for everyone all the time. And I was annoying. But I didn't like do it with a script. I just, (laughs) um, and then whenever I was in high school, so I actually came into it like you're, you're the, the only, I think, true children's theater kid in the room because I was a junior in high school when I started theater Mm -hmm. and you had the opportunity when you were much younger, which Mm -hmm. is, I think like a, a really awesome testament to, you know, just one, it being available and your parents seeing the importance in it. Mm-hmm. And having that opportunity to be able to do that, you know, which mm-hmm. is huge. So I'm just kind of like curious, you know, you said it, it changed, you know, who you are. Mm-hmm. And I always think like, oh, my God, who would I be without theater? You know, I wouldn't right. I would probably wouldn't exist. I don't know what job I would have. So, I mean, I'm not going to ask you, like, where do you think you'd be? <laughs> I'm not going to ask that question because that's just kind of ridiculous. But here's the deep existential question. <laughs> we don't have yeah. the time for <laughs> have time. Of those every day. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm just kind of curious, like, how do you feel, like, as far as that, setting that up for you, how do you think that that, like, has helped you in your career right. today? Yeah, no, I think um, the main thing that I learned, and that you kind of touched on this earlier, is I gained so much confidence. Oh, yeah. Being able to have a voice and be in front of people. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, a lot of times you're told, oh, you need to be quiet. Like, you yeah. You know, you try to <laughs> you try to speak at the dinner table and they're like, no, sorry, the adults are talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever I got to go and perform, I think it was in I think it was younger than third grade. I don't I don't know how old I was um, when I did my first show. It was at the first United Methodist in Pineville. Oh, yeah. And it was I think it was like the Grundy family reunion or something like that. Oh, Some my God. random like <laughs> who really knows crazy. what it is. That is exactly what it was. And this is also odd. I worked that camp. <laughs> Whoa! I legit worked at camp, but I was very absent because I was in hot pursuit of a girl. Ah. <laughs> and it was just a quick ride to Camp Bulow. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, like Bulow Lake down there. It was like, uh. that was, um, I think I m- made out more at that park than Ooh. I did work at that camp. <laughs> but the purpose of me being there was the Grundy family reunion. I can't even believe, like, I just. These are things I shouldn't have said. Yeah, I just love that you had this flash memory. and You were like, I have to tell this. It's just like <laughs> everyone story. just poured out of me. It was the Grundy family reunion. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it was. And I have a distinct memory of dancing with a bucket. Working mm-hmm. at the car wash. That, that was, so was in there. It was it's such it was a fever dream, I swear. I remember doing it. I had a broken ankle at the time. So, so I danced odd. on a broken ankle. I mean, I and was, everybody thought it was a character choice. They're like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. I was like. No, no, it is actually broken. <laughs> I mean, I worked that camp and I watched that show. I don't remember anything. I do remember going to Beulah Lake. <laughs> anyway, well. But this is your experience, sorry. <laughs> How did this shape you? That makes me feel real old. I mean, I was like feeling okay. Like it was like, ah, Sarah and I aren't that far apart. Like, no, we were we were in very different stages of our life. Uh, yeah, <laughs> then. So Grundy Um, Family Reunion, I couldn't even tell you, like, anyway, sorry. Yes, your experience. Tell us more. (laughs) Um, But no, so, you know, just building that confidence to be able to speak up from that young age and to be able to recognize, like, it is okay if I have an opinion. It is okay if, you know, people, like, 
it is okay if I get attention. You know, it's, it yeah. depends on what you do with that attention at the end of the day. Mm. 100%. Um, and then also being able to make those connections throughout have mm-hmm. carried me for so long. Um, but then also, you know, well, learning- especially because you work in marketing now. Yes. Yes. But so it's that whole creative expression side mm-hmm. as well. So learning how to just speak in public alone has gotten me so far um, in where I am today. And, you know, in high school theater class, I can remember our uh, our teacher was telling us, like, OK, we're going to run to Menard. Yes. And did. your teacher was Sharice Reno. Yes. Yeah. Um, so working with Miss Reno, she did a lot of stuff surprisingly with video and video editing and storyboarding. I um, did not know that. I would have never yes. in my because I only know her from the outside. I mean, yes. I've like talked to her. I've met her a couple mm-hmm. of times, but I've never seen her like on the education side i would have never guessed yes so it was called etv we had to do it for like this big christmas pep rally and uh we would have to pitch our ideas like we'd workshop them we'd pitch them to her we'd create a storyboard um and then we would go through and actually she had video cameras for us so we would film these and then go and edit with imovie oh that's cool and that is how i got my first internship like I, my first like real person job, I had this kind of list of the things that I've been able to do and the things that I've been able to work on. And so it's like partially graphic design, like well, yeah. helping out oh, with programs. Awesome. So it's like all of this stuff and along all that was the from way. High school. Right. It's <laughs> <This is> just <laughs> wild. So it, it really is crazy. And it's things way to go, that Therese I, Reno. I know. You educator of the month. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was things that I learned that I was able to apply and build on as I went into the professional world. So right. it's like, and I, let's be real. I'm a, a public relations professional by education. Um, but I had no idea that that field existed. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my mom, you know, everybody gives you the question. Like, so what do you want to do after you graduate? And I had no idea. Yeah, and I how was would like, you have known that like, that's what you wanted? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, and through uh, doing things with theater and student councils, like I like to plan events. I liked to design posters and graphics. I, Loved to speak in front of people. I liked to. I had this list of things that I it's really like you enjoyed. Love organized creativity. Exactly. <laughs> and then my mom said, "Well, you know, this is what I've been doing for the past twenty years, and you just said what I do every day." I was like, "That's a career. I can get paid for that." Look at your mom yet oh. again coming in clutch with all I the know. answers. It's amazing. I know. You know, I will say it's very interesting to me because you guys are talking about like finding your voice and finding your person and stuff like that, and like as a quiet nerdy kid, like growing mm. up. Like those characters for me were in books oh, that's a lot of times, like like reading Animorphs or Harry Potter. Like mm-hmm. I have an opinion that matters. And it's so awesome to to see that, you know, you found this like character or these things on stage to give you the mm-hmm. confidence to speak out later on in life. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so really like amazing. And, and so we have to support the arts more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's great. Like you had this young professionals group that went to see art one night mm-hmm. that's so awesome to me i'm just so excited I mean, to hear that Catherine's idea i just want to put that out there <laughs> well yeah yeah I, i'm I, always I, on the hunt for a good deal <laughs> let me just say but, <laughs> like hey i got an idea here but what i see that and i hear that and it's like just like how different my experience was as a kid not ever mm-hmm. doing theater mm-hmm. and then finding it later on in life but like knowing that I saw myself in these characters in these books and now i get to like live that experience mm-hmm. later on in life and i'm just so excited and, yeah. and and grateful that we have like this community that like fosters the arts and we have yeah. these programs yes. for kids more so than when I was a kid or when you were a kid even. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so great. Well, I think more, I, I don't 
like there definitely are a lot more uh, like opportunities necessarily in Alexandria. I mean, there are a whole lot of theater companies that is for sure. And right. I'm like our personal theater company is is not necessarily <laughs> inviting a whole bunch of children in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not necessarily what we do, but not yet. Not yet. I mean, our th- my view of it more or less is let's put on some good shows that kids can see. Right. But it's <laughs> and all... then get that experience as far as like experiencing it that way and maybe that yes. can be their way in. But there are so many other avenues. But I do think it is almost like what you said earlier. It is about knowing to look for it and mm-hmm. like having mm-hmm. that availability. I mean, there right. is a lot more technology and a lot more ways, I think, right. that it, it's, it's more accessible to be connected in what's going on yeah. without having some sort of right. insider in the mix but half the battle is building a community that's open to fostering those opportunities which is a great thing that i think play on is doing not only with the work that you do the stories that you're telling in the community but also the way that you go and support other people in the area too like you know no man is an island and i think you guys do a great job of bringing in everybody else or going to support people in their other endeavors and i know it's like you know you can't go to obviously you can't go to everything you can't be at everything but we can't afford it we don't charge enough for it But, I but will say still. we sure try. We sure try. <laughs> yeah. We do try. But it's like putting in that effort and making sure, like, you know, at the end of the line, like, this is a chain reaction. Like, the work that we do today, somebody else will see it. And you never know what will spark that well, idea think, within that person for the next thing to come. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's honestly why I'm, I'm yet again almost interrupt you and I stop myself and I'm going to hate myself when I if I listen to this. I, I won't <laughs> listen to it. I'm just not going to listen to it and then I, I will live a happier life. I'm so self-aware um, today that I'm going to hate the things that I I'm said gonna, tomorrow. Well, no, I think about that all the time when we do this. I'm like, oh, this is not a listen back to you. I'm going to hate. I'm going to not want to hang out with who I am. Um, but it is... you. <laughs> Get it. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you worked me into a stupa. I'm sorry. You worked me into a stupa. Now I can't even. Can't even. No, what I was going to say was um, it is. I think that is a driving force for me in so many things as far as like what we actually produce and what we put out there, whether it be at Play on Theater or even at the Fox of this is our opportunity to put on a show that someone I mean, the odds are there's going to be one person in the in the audience that has never been inside of a theater. Yeah. Because of, you know, where we live. And I would hate myself if I had put on a production that it was somebody's first time and they were like, man, I'm never going to go back Mm -hmm. to one of these again. Like that was awful. Whether it be that it was obviously not an unfinished product or like the set was in shambles. And like that, I think literally weighs on my mind on the daily. I mean, it's yeah. just like, that's what I thought so much about, you know, when we went through, um, to kill a mockingbird. I knew that it was going to be a lot of people's first experience in the theater because we had secured all of these school shows. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially with the types of schools that we reached out to, I just knew that this particular, like, you know, maybe economic mm-hmm. <laughs> standing of, of a student would would not have gone to right. many shows or any at all. And so I knew that this was our first, you know, this was our shot to yeah. right. give these kids an experience that they would have never had before and that would literally be with them forever. Right. And I thought about that every day and every night when we were putting it together. It was like, oh, my God, this cannot be garbage. Well, it was not garbage. I mean, it the was source amazing. material itself, we could not have done a Like, <laughs> if we would have done a bad job, I would have broke my heart. <laughs> but, I mean, just the 
the knowing that that is somebody's first opportunity right. and their first experience with it. I mean, just like anything, I mean, with the products that you you support or whatever, yeah. you don't want it to be somebody's bad experience. It'd right. be like if Chris really loved a video game and he wanted me to play it and I hated it. I mean, it would just be, I was trying, I was trying. <laughs> no, 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 but, but, but <laughs> that being said though, I would never suggest something to you that I thought was like, this, this would is be not him. the best, but I will say, you know, one of the most gratifying things that we had, speaking of To Kill a Mockingbird, was that we had someone, when we had the talk back with the kids, they, they were asking, like, are we going to tackle more hard subjects mm -hmm. like this, basically? Yeah. Right. And and it was just such a, like, a really gratifying thing to me that was, like, this, like, touched this person, this one person mm -hmm. made it all the worthwhile to do this right. show. And I'm very excited to see what well, little women like, does to touch like other people's lives. It mm -hmm. does kind of make you wish that you could do a talk back after everything, which is more oh, self-indulgent. Yes. But I mean, <laughs> it's more like, tell me that you enjoyed this experience uh, by asking me some questions. <laughs> and if they're intelligent <laughs> questions, then I'll think we did a good job. How about exactly. That? Um, but I mean, other than you just like, you did a good job. Yeah. Like, oh, that yeah. was so great. We were so excited to see well, you. There is nothing that personally is like an artist that I despise more than going into the lobby and having to talk to people immediately after I see uh, something. Yes. And I'm like, I, one, if this was bad, you're putting me in an awkward position. <laughs> yeah. I just paid for a ticket and now I'm basically paid you money to put me in an awkward place. And also, if it was really good, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I have not had time to process it. The play ended. I clapped. We're leaving. Like, that's literally not even 10 minutes. And you're like, what did you think? I was like, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it yet. Can we I'm meet for lunch one, in a week? Uh, <laughs> mine is like, I always like to gush because it's just to celebrate because we know the back end. We know yeah. how much hard work it it's takes a lot of hard to work. put on a production. And so I'm always one. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, it was amazing. Like, all this stuff. But flip the, the script. You know, I hate going out after a show and like <laughs> being in the receiving. Line. You know, it's just like line. I, because I'm such the internal critic. Like I do not believe a word. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, thank you so much. Like thank you love. for coming and supporting. And I'm thinking of all the lines love. I missed, all yes. the notes well, I didn't hit. It's also like I think of it as there. There are like two things that I want to say, and one of them is I think of it as you're immediately going out into the lobby in costume you have destroyed every single thing that mm -hmm. you just spent two hours building mm -hmm. of like look at this world and these characters you want to go out there in costume and like chat to whoever you want to that's your business that's your personal life but you just did this whole thing like you're going out there in this character's body which uh, maybe i just think about it differently but like that's not you, you know, I mean, like you're in this other world portraying these other people's, you know, other other person's words and their experience. And then you go out into this other like, you know, reality. It's like bringing a computer generated something into the real world. Like yeah. When they do like space, it's Space Jam. That's what it is. <laughs> it is all Space Jam. I, I would equate it to way, maybe like but it's Winnie space the Jam. Pooh. Like you want to go out and take pictures with Pooh Bear and Piglet and, yeah. and Rabbit not with Chris yeah, dressed as Chris. like this thing, you it's know, just very odd to me. And I, I do not like it and I don't like it at all, but, um, I get that, but still come tell me I did a good job. But I yeah, that validation. I mean, <laughs> but that's what, that was my second thing. There was this, there's this famous story about, uh, Stephen Sondheim invited, uh, Jason Robert Brown and somebody else. I actually can't even remember who went with them, but it was to see his play, the frogs, which is not a normal, like people don't really know this musical very well. It is um, 
quite honestly, like, you know, R.I.P. Sondheim or whatever, but the frog's freaking terrible. It was so bad. Um, he's not, <laughs> not around. Everything's he a home know, run. But not he, everything's, not everything's a, home a home run. run. I mean, he has succeeded enough. But, I mean, you you have to swing for the fences. You may not always make it. Exactly. Um, so look at us with a sports analogy. Yeah, look at that. You came in. You did. I always do the baseball thing, too. And then I had to... <laughs> So anyways, there it was. I slid right in the home. Got it. It's all damn Yankees references. That's all it is. <laughs> it's not it something to do with real sports. <laughs> I thought um, you would be a Billy Sunday kind of guy. <laughs> so anyways, I'm sorry for that. Reference. So we, so he, they, they, he invited Jason Robert Brown and this other dude to come and watch the opening night performance. And then they were going to go have dinner afterwards. Which, I mean, you think about Jason Robert Brown, if you are familiar with his musicals, he is, like, when you listen to his stuff, it is a whole lot like Stephen Sondheim in ways that it is written um, without any sort of knowledge of, of like, how to write music. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is fun, and this sounds cool. Like, if you talk to a piano player and you're like, hey, will you play the Sondheim? They'd be like, oh, my God. And if you <laughs> do the same thing with Jason Robert Brown, they say the same thing. It's just really difficult. They're just like, mm-hmm. you know, they, anyways, that, that, that's a whole deep dive that we don't have to get into. But um, he invited Jason Robert Brown to this, and Jason, you know, he's looking at this guy like an idol, like any of us would. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, that's huge. And he goes out to dinner afterwards, and of course, they do exactly the thing that we all do. They see a show, and the first thing that you think about when you watch a show are all the things that you hated. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, I think yeah. for some reason, it's just embedded in us to see the negative first. Mm-hmm. And to, it's so much easier. And this is what we talk about in a lot of, of my acting classes that I do. And, um, you know, we talked about this in that adult acting class that we did of you can always be the critical thinker, but what did you like? And that's what's important. And after a show, so so they immediately leave this this show and they're having dinner and Jason Robert Brown and Duda, whoever this other guy is, is basically telling him all the things. They were like, oh, well this, you know, you should have done this or we could have changed this because they wanted to impress him with their knowledge. Mm-hmm. And the person who tells the story is Jason Robert Brown, not Stephen Sondheim. Mm-hmm. And Sondheim said, you know, when you open a show you've written and you've poured your heart into for years and you've made this process and you've literally created a world um, full of people and environment, you really just want some people that understand to see it and then just tell you, you did a good job. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then, you know, give it some space and then we can talk about it critically. But like in the moment, I did a good job. Mm-hmm. And ever since I heard that story, it's like, you're not going to go out. Cause I feel like I used to be that guy that would leave the show and there'd be like a receiving line of actors. And I'd be like, listen to all the things I know that you should have done. And I would have spoken about it critically because they ask, how did you enjoy the show? I'll answer you. Honestly, mm-hmm. I stopped being that guy. Yeah. Thank <laughs> the Lord. Because like, it was just like, I mean, Hey, how would you think about that moment? That person clearly didn't enter. I mean, this must've been a mistake. I mean, like, <laughs> Those kinds of things are not what you want. That's not, you know, people that are literally dedicating so much time, especially Mm -hmm. on a community level. And they're doing something so far out of what is normally their comfort zone. And that in itself should be applauded. Yeah. However, I do think that there needs to be like some sort of police. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Because of what I said earlier about this is somebody's first time and if they see it and it's 
you know, seven hours of misery and you were like, you should have cut this. Now, I will say that I've spoken to people that have seen community theater, not just here, but in other places across the nation. And they went to see shows. Is there a hotline? Is it like a (laughs) 1-800 number? Well, well, because I talk to people all the time. And they they say like, well, I've seen like this really weird show. And like, they'll catch something like oddball, like Bat Boy, which should never be performed, in my opinion. (laughs) But all that to say, like, they'll catch something like that. And they're like missing these great works of art Mm -hmm. in other places. And and what do you say to people that are the layman? Right. (laughs) But it's really easy to what you were talking about, like want to flex your ego yeah mm-hmm. in a way where it's just like oh i know well oh i know, you know and i want to tell you that i know than to build yourself up by literally pushing someone down yeah you know, but you're punching down the whole time yeah you don't want to do to that be taller than somebody else is to smush them but also yeah. to remember theater is an art it is an you art. know in everything like subjective it, it's subjective so i always like to say not everybody's gonna pay over a million dollars for a can of soup yeah like would i <laughs> would i pay that much money was it warhol <laughs> yeah, yes. like I, if Andy only Warhol. for the name, it wasn't like just a couple of, it wasn't just one. Suit. I know, but it's like not everybody's gonna <laughs> love. Not everybody's that gonna if you love. Didn't have the money. I mean, oh, okay, I would just, and, but just for the fact, technically, he did it on a payment plan. I just want to say, and it was like eleven. Okay. Anyway, everybody <laughs> says it's it's not my cup of tea. It's not my can of soup. You know, it's just like you know, it's true. Yeah, everybody's gonna have their different taste. They're gonna like the different flavor. So it's very hard to to say. It's like. Maybe they maybe they would love Bat Boy. Maybe yeah. that's like right up their alley. You know, because I mean, at the end of the day, it's Chris an art. Chris hates it's, Bat Boy. I think Bat Boy <laughs> is still really funny. I mean, I listen to that show every once in a while, and I laugh and I laugh. Do I want to produce it? You see how no. you laugh at it, and it's not meant no, to be. I'm, laughed at. I'm laughing because it is supposed to be funny. <laughs> You and I would produce a great, hilarious bad boy. Mm-hmm. I like that you think that if we did it, it would be amazing, but everybody else is garbage. <laughs> no, no, I'm letting you know. Confidence. Play on, produces bad boy. Chris is out. It is a Cody Walker production. I mean, you would have to be the bat. We'd have to shave you bald. I would never do it. A little naked. Let you know. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, we won't be doing it anyway, but. It's that anyway, it is very subjective. Mm-hmm. And that is so true that you just never know what it's going to be somebody's exactly. cup of tea. But it is you, that is something you do have to think about whenever you are performing in a smaller community. I mean, there are so many things mm-hmm. that I would love to do. Right. That I know that we necessarily like can't. Yeah. But, you know, that's also like the knowledge of knowing how to build a season. I know that I can do, you know, something like Little Women that is something that we, you know, Lexi love. My, my God, Lexi's like favorite book. It's one of her favorite, yeah. you know, stories. She loves Little Women. It's why it's in the season. <laughs> yeah, she talks like her when show. we get to a point and we can do Little Women, yes. we're going to do Little and Women. And as most three, things, Lexi was right. Yeah. This is a good <laughs> well, she's show. always right. Yes, no. She's always no right. doubt. She was, she's, she has never, you know, it's hard to, I, I would say it's hard to admit, but it's, it's very easy. She has never been wrong. Um, she's, she's always right, but it is true. Like this was the thing that she wanted to do. And for the last three years, she has been talking about, you know, we can do little women this year. We can do little women this year. We can do little women this year. And we've been trying to put it into our season. And then of course COVID happened and it got pushed into where it is now, but it's just been something that she has wanted to do for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And in a way it's been so thankful like i'm so thankful for that situation even though this is kind of a break off this is a branch you're getting to see it in real time you've listened to it and now you're getting to see the tangent um we're branching off the family tree here for a minute um 
but it's something that she wanted to do and we finally were able to do it and it was the absolute perfect time because all of the people that needed to be in the show that we needed to be in the show are in it Mm -hmm. and what a freaking gift that is to sit in a rehearsal room and see all of you guys literally create this world that I like mm-hmm. as a director thought in my mind, like this is be kind of neat to put together. And like, this is the environment that I'm thinking. And you literally like fixed all the problems. Like everybody fixed the problems that I like was like, Oh, this is going to work. And you make it oh, work because you're all awesome. so talented. It, it's been such a great experience. And mm-hmm. you know, walking into the room the first day, there was some for, at least on my part, some severe imposter syndrome going on. Like what? I don't, I, it's like, I don't need to be at this table. Like so many people that I've looked up to over the years is like, these people are insane. How did I get here? It was Lee. But, it was Lee Schneider. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lee is just amazing. I, oh my gosh. And I'll put this out there into the universe. I have loved and admired Devin yeah. forever since I was probably in third grade at buddy camp. You know, what's really crazy. My favorite role that Devin has ever played is pig. It was, <laughs> she, she was in this. Re- I know. A gift. I know. A gift. A gift. A gift. So good. But okay. So she just threw her phone across the room. I just want you to know that. Cannot wait for her. I'm not telling her. She has to- <laughs> no, I, let me speak. This is how we'll know if she listened. But okay. So, we so buddy camp is uh, a local um summer camp it, it goes on for a week it's a day camp it's amazing um, camp it, i yes, love it it, 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 it brings me so much joy i place. i yeah. wish i could still participate but because of my work schedule i can't mm-hmm. anymore at this point in time um but for those who do not know it, it partners a typically functioning child with somebody who's functioning at the atypical level mm-hmm. um so whether that they may be bound in a wheelchair they may be on the autism spectrum you know it, it's a, a plethora of different yeah. things but it's all about coming together branching the, or reaching across those differences and showing mm-hmm. like we are similar at the end of the finding day finding the commonality yes um it's a beautiful camp it's just it's so much joy and Devin was part of the improv group when I was growing up and she was like going through all of these different stories um teaching us lessons throughout and I just remember seeing her do that year after year after year. Um, and then of course she graduated, you know, mm-hmm. as, as we do, as whenever you're a high schooler working with things, <laughs> that tends to happen. But I remember whenever I got up into, I was a counselor at that time and they put me on the same rotation. I was on the improv team. I was like, I hope I can make an impact like Devin made on me. Oh my God. That is amazing. I know. So think of oh, that like in oh, your brain, whenever I walked amazing. into this room and like, I'm getting to participate with her as an equal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's Mind so cool, blowing. Like seeing this is what I was going to say when I was trying to interrupt you before you said I was, <laughs> um, it was, it's so cool seeing all of like you and Lizzie and Alyssa and all three of you, like the other sisters, even though, you know, she's like hearing all of your stories of like, I have looked up to Devin <laughs> since the beginning of time. Yeah. <laughs> like, She's just amazing. It's like, it's, it's just so cool. Like seeing, you know, and like, honestly, like seeing in front of you, how like the impact of mm-hmm. local theater can have on people. I mean, that's just so mm-hmm. cool. That, right. And and now like you're literally, I mean, you, I, it's hard to force someone to believe them, you know, the, the truth about themselves. Right. But like, you are insanely and equally talented. Like 
that should not even enter the the realm yeah. of you're not <laughs> possibilities. <laughs> like there is no imposter. You belong in the room right. more than anyone else. And I know that. It's and what you don't realize is that at the same time, I'm sitting at the table thinking I am the weakest singer at this table <laughs> at the table read. I'm like, <laughs> how am I going to keep up with all of these people? And, and it's just like, I think we all sort of experience that. Yeah, like we built these people up like, but the thing is that is, it's been so wonderful because there's such a mutual respect yeah. Yeah. and just admiration across the table, that is all the lines. And so it's like, no, nobody cast. feels like, oh, it's like, oh, I am the star of the show. Nobody's mm -hmm. above anybody. It's just, it's been so beautiful because mm -hmm. we're building this reality together as a yeah. group. It's a, a true collective experience. And like getting to hear just everybody's input mm -hmm. matters. So it's like, it's wonderful. Everybody kind of checks your ego at the door. Like we can call it out. Like we crack jokes all the time, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it's, it's just it's been so nice and so refreshing yeah because um, it, it truly is like it is the purest form of community theater mm -hmm. emphasis on community that mm -hmm. i've ever experienced and so it's been really really nice to have that opportunity no, so well, thank you to lexi for <laughs> pushing right. you guys to do this i, I will mean, say yeah. i do want to say two things though because um originally like i had met both of you like i knew of cody but i didn't meet you both until we did mary poppins together in 2015 and like, it's so crazy to me that we're all sitting in a room together right now. Like I'm having this really surreal experience where I'm kinda, just like, yeah, I cannot believe like Cody and I are in the same Man, room. I was in a very different place in my life. <laughs> yes. But like, yeah. I'm watching this person who like you're Devin, like I had elevated him to this like crazy height and like, he is my scene partner in why, so many things. Which is why Chris did not talk to me <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, I was when like I, trying really? so hard to have a freaking friend the whole time I was there. Aww. I walked into that rehearsal process being like, oh, this is like my, my old community. Like I'm going to come in and like people mm -hmm. are going to. No one talked to me. You're intimidating. Nobody. That's not true. They hide you. You're like, this is, he's an, a professional no one, actor from Chicago, guys. And everybody's like, <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> Nobody spoke to me. I was like, can we? <laughs> I just want to like go have a drink. Yeah, and I would not have been that person. At the time. ended, and everybody just was like, I mean, it was literally like they later. just like somebody sprayed Raid or something. <laughs> just flew, and I was the can of Raid. I was like, I'm sorry, everyone. Like, yeah, for me, it's so awful. weird because like we're having this experience right now where like the person that I had built up in my mind, like the Devin of me, and then you had written this whole like lame is. Uh, I don't know if you even remember this, but you had written, you had rewritten oh a lame thing. Oh my God. I was, I don't one know day more. On, I totally like one day that. more for our last, like final performance. I of, think it was an Instagram caption. Yeah. Mary Poppins. <laughs> she had written a whole thing and was like oh, reciting. And I was like, mm -hmm. she's really into this. And it wasn't until like later that I realized like, Oh, we had built this family and we'd all had like really mm -hmm. like fun. Oh, and it's I, just her personality. But yes, <laughs> But like I'm, I'm having an overachiever, this, and I wanted everyone no, to know kid. that I was cool. Like for me, I'm having this really weird moment where like I'm in the room with these two people. Like all three of us together are making this thing too. Yeah. Outside of today, out of this moment, and it well, is, everything stacks upon itself. Yeah. You don't know the directions that people are going to go and the direction that it's going to take. I mean, I would have never thought, and I say it all the time. I would have never thought that I would be here, but what an amazing place it is. Yeah. And I am so fortunate to have ended up here because I tried really hard not to. <laughs> and I'm like, I, and I was a fool and you know, you just don't know those things yeah. as you're going because you, you build up in your mind, what you see is success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then as you grow up, you have to start 
tweaking that. And it's right. really hard to learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was probably the hardest lesson that I've had to learn. And um, the other thing that I really wanted to touch on is that, you know, you had talked about, because I'm directing uh, Orient Express. The and train we, play. Yeah, we <laughs> had just like released the cast list and we've now cast it. But it was so crazy because Cody had told me all of these ideas that he had for the show way in advance Mm -hmm. and I was like oh that's such a cool idea and then like watching them come to fruition with the people that we have is so beautiful for little women for little women yes like like he had told me all these ideas and like all the ideas that I have I'm so excited for because I'm watching this thing happen in real time Mm -hmm. that I'm so excited for the next thing Mm -hmm. and I'm just like so grateful for the opportunity to watch this cast this like the the four of you guys as the quote unquote little women of this show. And I would include Charlotte, the five of you is such an incredible experience for me. Like I do as, love as that like as an off the, like the dudes bystander. In the play. It is, it is like the dudes supporting, like I, I don't think about the guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Who are the guys? Like oh, no, the no. Guys I'm watching are there to really facilitate the four of these women. I just like everybody to relationship. know who's listening to this. They're, they're talking themselves down a lot. No, the, I mean, like, it's true, they, though. It's just, no, no. It, it takes people, everybody pulling in the same direction. But I understand that. But like, it is you guys like, are knocking it out of the park. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to see you guys work and to be able to be like working on stage with you guys. Like I am so excited that I get to perform this show with you, Chris. Like I am beyond excited that you're the one that like I'm acting with. It's just, it's so much fun. You make it so lively. You make it just so welcoming and encouraging. And I've, I've never had a directorial experience like this before. You know, a lot of times whenever you're first starting out, you feel kind of like a robot. You're like, okay, I got to yeah. walk over here. I got to do this. This is my line. I'm going to perform it. And then whenever I went to do theater in college, it was okay. Because at LSU, I do want to say, like at LSU, it's not like they we never have touched on our education. She went to LSU know, for four and a half years. <laughs> That's why I told you, and I was like, we'll put some stuff on the board if it makes you feel <laughs> at ease. But it was more or less, I, like I knew that it wasn't going to be that way. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a uh, you went to LSU, but LSU doesn't have necessarily its own theater major. Correct? Oh yes, they do. Okay, so can you explain to me this? Because there is like the theater. I'm sorry, there there is a theater major, but there's not a music theater major. Is that right? I, you're asking the okay, wrong sorry. person, but there, there is a great, there, there is, is a great there theater be, program but there at is a LSU. Great theater program. Yes. And there's like, they do put on amazing musicals. Mm-hmm. So there's I thought there, that there was like a club. Yes, there is. So there is like the main stage productions that go on at LSU and that's for theater majors only. Yes. Um, but then there's this wonderful community of, uh, it's the Louisiana, uh, what is it? Musical Theater Club yeah. at LSU. And it's open for everybody, even like oh, faculty okay. and so, staff and students. Like whoever you are, you oh, can join so awesome. and be cool. a part of it. So that's what I didn't understand. Yes. I thought that it was because like there was this club because there wasn't no. this other well, thing. It's a, oh God, the whole theory behind the class is like the, the club started off as just this one class. Um, that people were taking mm-hmm. and it, I think it was an elective class um, but it kind of grew as people enjoyed what they were doing so it basically has become like this strange community theater inside Within of the school LSU. that yes. is so oh it that's is so fantastic. awesome how cool it is, is wonderful. that so it's like the, the president of the club you'd think oh they're probably some theater major like doing whatnot whenever I was graduating it was somebody who was going to med school how you're like so that's cool. so awesome I know so cool and they are honestly the best human beings I think I've ever met in my life i love and the people that i've met throughout i'm curious and maybe this is not a question you want to answer but i'm curious if it is like a like is it con- 
is it like a competition between the theater club and the theater? You know, it really depends because you run, <laughs> yeah. like there is, it, it's open to everybody. So it's like yeah. you, one show could be completely different than the next because we change mm-hmm. directorial teams. The, the entire production team is different yeah. for each show. And it's totally student driven, yes, correct? It is completely yeah. student run, except there is the faculty sponsor. We love Miss Terry. She's okay. awesome. awesome. Um, but uh, so it, it really is different. But my experience that I had, and I'm not going to speak on behalf of everybody, but it was so welcoming, so encouraging. Really, it was just it was a beautiful experience. But what I was saying earlier, so going into college, having, you know, you're being directed by your peers a lot more. We had a lot of autonomy. So mm-hmm. it's like we got whenever we were doing Godspell, our director, Dr. Colleen King, um, was great. But it was kind of, we got to block the scenes ourselves. We got to make all of these different decisions. But it was more of like... And that is a more free-form show. Oh, it was beautiful. It was the first time free. that I actually understood. It's like, oh, this is, theater is actually building a reality that you welcome people in. It's not yeah. just like, I'm going to go perform yeah. this scene. Yes. Um, but so it, having that radical autonomy, but everything was more of like little vignettes. Mm-hmm. And working with you, it's awesome because you have that forethought to see the bigger picture that you want to create. And... I'm using the word direct, but direct us to kind of build that, but still allowing us to make our decisions. So it's really been the best of both worlds, Mm -hmm. being able to make my own choices as an actor, but also trying to match and and to mirror what you vision for the entire show. Because whether if I'm really focusing on how I should feel in this one scene, I'm very narrow minded because it's like, this is what I need for my character. Not necessarily. This is what the show needs. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have that perspective has been amazing and i do feel like i've like butted heads with you a little bit no <laughs> so. no you didn't you oh have not God. butted heads <laughs> i and pushed back a little bit no but of course you did you always have <laughs> we talked about that in the beginning this makeup isn't good enough um but no it's not it's not about that like pushback is always okay whenever you have like a definitive reason if it's if it fits within the world of your character i'm not performing your role as the director so what I'm like trying to do is to bring something out. Mm-hmm. And if there is a definitive reason that you can't do something, then that's awesome. But it does have to be seen. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing of like, you can make the choice if it feels right for you. I wouldn't have cast you in the role if you were not the one to make these choices. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like you have to bring yourself into it. But if not, then... I have to kind of guide you into a way to make you feel certain about a thing. But it is more or less like I'm making this decision because of X, Y, Z. So if I'm not clear on it, then I'll throw something up and be like, hey, what about this? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should do this. And if you have a reason, like what you you did have a reason, you're like, yeah, but what about this? We're like, that's a good point. And I will <laughs> say that like working with Cody and there's been. But we're not putting him in a Civil War costume. <laughs> yeah. <we're not>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there, but there have been like a couple of times with Cody that I have like legitimately said, like, I don't necessarily understand this decision. Can you help me? And he'll walk you through it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I need you to do this. And here's what you're building towards. Yes. Sometimes it is more about like, I'm so sorry, but I need you to find a way as an actor to motivate this for the good of the next moment. Yeah. <laughs> but like you have to and be willing as an actor to set that. your actor ego to the side yes. for the show. It's about the show. And right. yeah, that's, that's more what it's about, but it's also like, you know, you should have a reason for everything and that is, that's what's important. And so sometimes, you know, people don't and that's okay. You just have to find it and hopefully your director will get you there. Yes. 
Um, but butting heads is not, that's not the right word for <laughs> well, it. Well, that's how I felt. I felt very guilty after I was like, that one rehearsal. I was like, maybe I shouldn't have pushed back. Maybe, no, I, maybe you I shouldn't have always should. Well, that kind of makes me sad. <laughs> no. You should always voice your opinion, especially if it's, if it's like, hey, I feel about, my, I mean, it's your character. It's not yeah. mine. It's yours. Like, which is you beautiful. Which is beautiful to have that, you know, like have that ability in that relationship where we can do this and, it, and it's yeah. fine and it's encouraged. And well, it's why would I as a director want to force you into making a decision that doesn't feel right? Because be then there's surprised. zero honesty. <laughs> there's zero honesty and it's not genuine. And so then when people watch it, they're not going to believe it because you don't believe it. You mm-hmm. have, it has to be found within you, which is why I think, you know, sometimes it can be a longer process as far as directing it, but you, you try to lead people you know, as a director down a certain path and hope that they make those decisions along the way Mm -hmm. that you don't just have to spell it out because you do want people to feel this autonomy of it. Right. And if they don't, then the decision doesn't feel as close or like as genuine. So anyway, push back always. Are you kidding me? (laughs) More of the story. If you don't like your dog makeup, you tell someone. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Let them know. No, we'll say as far as letting them know. We're running a little long. I know that we're I know that we're way out of time. Yeah. I've gotten the text from Lexi that was like, your dinner is cold. Yeah. Oh no. I know, because you're also eating this dinner with us, Sarah. Oh I'm my so God. excited. So exciting. Like yeah. I could continue this episode. We need to have a part two hey, with you. We could have a we could have like part twos and threes and you just you could Let just be know. like an, an every yeah, and in the Let beginning you're like, we couldn't talk for more than ten minutes. <laughs> um but I will say, when is little women? The last weekend in July. Oh, that was such a nice way. 28 to the 31st. to the 31st. That is when it is. And that's when you can see Sarah Catherine be freaking brilliant. And kill it. all her sisters. Kill it. Because it has been such a beauty seeing you literally become sisters as a whole. I mean, it is so so awesome. But anyway, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It was such an awesome time. And I can't wait for you to listen back and be like, I hate the way I sound. Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> no, we do appreciate Everybody your time. Says that. Ultimately, yes. It we appreciate so awesome. your time both on stage and in here. I know. And for everything that you do. Anything 100%. You because guys. as we all And all know, the work you do off valuable. the stage. Yeah. It is valuable. So if, you know, you're in central Louisiana and you want to know anything to do, you can always DM Sarah Catherine Laporte. <laughs> can we cut that out of the thing, It's days. It's days. <laughs> Thank you, Plan Theater Company. I was talking about like a professional. Like, like, you were looking for like activities in the building. Can like, we cut we it? it? We should end it. Let's and go. that Let's was go. Chris. And that was Cody. And that was Sarah Catherineopolis. <laughs>